Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, services month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on Start a Podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Patrick Levy-Rosenthal on the line, and he's founder and CEO over at EmoShape, Inc. Patrick, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. All right, so uh, I'm excited to get into today's topic. So we're going to get into EmoShape, Inc., and what you're doing over there. I understand the first motion synthesis chip for AI and robots available by SAS. Um, so I'm excited to get into this and what this technology could mean going forward. But before we do that, just to give the audience a little bit more of your background, uh, tell us a little bit more about how you kind of got started in business and in this industry. Yeah, so thank you. Um Originally, I'm French. Um, I'm in the IT for more than 30 years. Uh, I'm known actually for inventing the virtual lenses back in 2006 that are used today in applications like Snapchat or TikTok, you know, this uh, visual effect that you have in the camera. Uh, and then back in 2010 uh, and 12, I started to be really interested in emotions, uh, why millions of people are posting, you know, a message on Facebook and they are looking for likes. Uh, they are posting media, music, uh, sounds, uh, videos. And so I was really interested in that subject and started to do some academic research. Hold on, Patrick. So you're the guy that invented these uh, the, the technology that allows us to have like these lenses and all these different like faces on Snapchat and other things. Did I hear that correctly? So I don't know if I thank you or I should be mad at you. <laughs> uh, yes, I am that guy, actually. You can check on the patent in 2006. All the new patents refer to my patent. And yeah, the teenager loves me. Other people hate me. I don't know what I should do. But uh, yes, I'm the guy responsible for this. Oh, man, I don't know how many of these weird pictures I have of me floating around that I didn't take, by the way, but thank you for that. Uh, so, so Patrick, I do want to I do want to spend some time on what you're doing right now. So um, just to just to start us off, tell us a little bit more about uh, EmoShape and, and your vision for the company. Yeah, thank you. So uh, actually, back in 2012, uh, as I said, I was really interested in in emotions and uh, how humans create emotion. Why, why, why do we have emotion? Why some species on Earth have emotions? What is the reason? I mean, it's, it's not just for, uh, you know, the fun. And there is some very deep survival reason for that. So I tried to do some academic research, tried to understand how it could be generated or, or modelized in the human brain, and came with a model. And so in 2012, we announced that we were prototyping the first emotion chip that applied for a patent in the U.S. for that. 
So the idea was really fun from the MIT and the aesthetics computing, which is actually uh, try to understand how human and detect how human feels. My vision was not how the human feel, but how the machine will feel when the machine will understand its surrounding. And so in the surrounding, the human, uh, and the, sorry, in the surrounding of the machine, there is the human. So uh, the machine needs to understand how the human feel, but what is interesting is how the human, the machine will generate its response. So what we start to do is that we start to focus on the language uh, as the first stimulus for a chip. And, and what we do is that we were able to extract high symbolic concept in the language, in the human language, convert that into stimuli in our chip. So we represent the stimuli in waveform. And all these waves are actually interacting each other inside the chip. Uh, so we're doing literally wave computing. And the result of this computing is the emotional states of the AI or the machine itself more than 64 trillion possible emotional states or permutation every one-tenth of a second for the machine itself. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. And I get the, and I get the, different, um, the different angles. So how will the machine, um, how will they respond? And that, that's totally like you just blew my mind right now. I'm sitting here thinking about this, and this got very, uh, very interesting. This is like um, one of those Black Mirror episodes, and now I'm starting to think from their end. So exactly. Where, like where, and then I, I, I'm just caught up on this whole Elon Musk thing. I just watched the other day that live stream just dating this for when everybody's watching and the Atella link or something like that. And so now I'm thinking about all these yeah. things, and I like now you're bringing it forefront. So, so where is this at right now? So tell us a little bit more about the technology where you're at with the project overall, and just kind of like where the company's at overall for the people listening. So um, we are the third generation of the chip right now. We mm -hmm. start with APU1, which was a prototype, then APU2, APU3. APU3 is able to receive a lot of different stimulus, so understanding the semantics or the language, uh, understanding the tone of the voice of a human and extracting emotional features from it, the face, uh, sensors. And so we're able to gather all this data uh, uh, inside our SDK, which is connected to the chip, and the chip can be physically connected to your computer or your device, or can be connected remotely via the cloud, so we can deliver emotion synthesis by SaaS, so completely virtually, or with a SOC solution, solution on chip. And so today we are uh, already uh, distributing, so our clients are 1,400 companies, we're working with the R&D department, and actually what they are doing right now is that they're using our SDK and our chip to start to develop the next generation of products uh, so they can have an edge against the competitors. And so what is really important, for example, is that for the first time, we're talking about AI everywhere today, but AI can't have uh, empathy because empathy is the capability for uh, an AI to feel someone, someone human feeling, uh, someone else feelings and a human. And AI were not sentient until we have our chip. And now they are truly sentient, so they can feel and emote and become empathic with the humans. So we can scale empathy in AI in the healthcare, for example. Then that, that's exactly where I wanted to go with this. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about the potential application implications. Um, mm -hmm. so for example, you mentioned healthcare. Like, what, what are, what are the, what do you see as some of the things on the horizon for the application of, of this technology? So we have eight different verticals at Innovate. The first one is IoT. So here I'm going to give you a very simple user case. Uh, uh, we know that, uh, for example, Amazon announced that they're going to have emotional voice for Echo because they're going away from the Star Trek computer to something much more humanized. 
And so, because they realize that the customer satisfaction increased by 30% if Echo is more human, and they realize that people say so many times, I love you to Echo, or good morning. The thing is that when Echo will control its voice, Echo needs to have an emotional state. Because today, Echo, when Echo uh, or Alexa read a story to mm -hmm. your kids, this, the, Alexa doesn't understand the meaning of the story in terms of language. It's, Alexa sees the language in terms of number, probability, math, rules. But when we speak between humans, we don't think in terms of matter rules. We, we make sense of what we say. We are filling the meaning of the words. And that's echo is unable to do until we have our chip. But with our chip, echo can read the story and feel the meaning of the story. So you're going to feel the voice of echo getting happy when the story is getting beautiful or scared when the story is getting scary. And that's completely different. It's not anymore a machine that reads the story to your kid without understanding it. It's a machine that feel and experience the story for itself, and then share this with the users. And this is how you create empathy. But we have application also, for example, in the gaming industry, where we're gonna be able to create non-player character in the games that are not anymore rule-based, but with two or three predicator rules uh, to interact with the human player. But they will feel what's happening to them in the game because they're gonna receive all the data of the gameplay and this will be converted into emotional states for them. And so now, when you play against a non-player character, you can talk to him in free language and say, I'm going to kill you. And then based on his experience at that precious time in the game, maybe he's going to feel fear and fly, maybe he's going to get angry and attack you. Maybe you can talk to him and say, hey, listen, buddy, you should come to my team and we should be, you know, together. So you create a new dimension in game that doesn't exist today. Web application in your automotive, because soon the selling point in, uh, in the automotive industry is not going to be anymore the driving experience, but it's going to be the living experience in your car, and we're going to turn this car sentient. And of course, like I said, we have application in the healthcare because we can create virtual caregiver. And uh, for example, when you have a nurse that needs to take 30 minutes to do a pain assessment with a, a patient, now the AI with our technology is fully capable of emoting and feeling sentient and feel the pain of the, of the patient. And so the AI can do the, the pain assessment when the nurse is doing other things. So we can increase the productivity of the nurse. So there's a lot of application. I just gave you a few years of case rapidly. Wow, that's amazing. I love it. This is, uh, I mean, it's great. And I just, I'm excited to see as this continues to progress. You think you said you're on, you're on version three now. And as this keeps on continuing to progress, I mean, it gets more advanced, more, uh, and, and more applications for it. I'm just excited to see how this all, you know, evolves in the, in the AR industry overall. Um, that being said, so what, you know, there's some, there's some business owners, entrepreneurs, a lot, lot of tech people that listen to this uh, tech podcast in Mountain View, Palo Alto, that whole area. What are typically the right um, types of companies that are usually a good fit to work with, um, with Emoshape um, Inc. overall? So we have a lot of AI company or chatbots. We want to give, you know, uh, uh, to their natural language understanding an age. So they want the natural uh, language understanding to be able to generate response to the user. But instead of using script, use the emotional state of the AI that keep with our technology the continuum of the conversation to select the right words uh, so they can create a more empathic uh, uh, response with their user and respond that make more sense. Uh, we're working with companies who are doing neural text-to-speech engine, so it's a new generation of text-to-speech for the machine to speak, where actually the neural net generate the raw audio, and 
we can control in real time the tone because our chip output in real time an emotional state in waveform. So binding those together, when the eyes start to feel uh, happiness or fear, you feel the emotion raising step by step in its voice and then decreasing over time. So you have something very human-like. So we're working with the people who want to deliver the next generation of user experience with voice. Uh, but of course, we have people developing a chatbot or, or call center for AI. Uh, automotive, we have a lot of traction right now with the largest automotive car uh, manufacturer, which just became uh, yesterday uh, tier one supplier for one of the top three car manufacturers in the world. And we are working with robot manufacturers, you know, personal robotics. Actually, last year we got granted the patent for the emotion chip. So we have invented the heart of the machine for the future. So we can imagine in the future, little robots having your chip like a heart and developing their own sensibility and personality with the user interaction. Uh, so a lot of different IoT too. We have also smart buildings. Uh, so a lot of different tech companies are, you know, possibly our clients. Fantastic. Well, um, Patrick, that being said, so if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Emoshape, I mean, what's the best way for them to learn more about the company? Well, I think the, the easiest way is to reach out and, and discover what we show on our website, which is emoshape.com, so E-M-O-S-H-A-P-E.com. Uh, not all the, the information is public, so if you are really interested to receive more confidential information, I encourage you to reach out to Stefania, S-T-E-F-A-N-I-A, at emoshape.com, and she will, you know, she will organize you know, a meeting or a Zoom conference with our team, and uh, we are here to help you and help our clients, so you know, anytime. Fantastic. Well, Patrick, really appreciate you coming to the show today and share more about your background and all the great work that you're doing over at Emoshape to really have the, you know, build the heartbeat of the, of the, of the tomorrow is really what you're doing. I love it. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot yes. of value out of this. Go ahead. And thank you very much for inviting us. We love your show. So it's, it's great. Very kind, Patrick. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And, of course, um, uh, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Machine Matters Innovation, give us a subscribe there and also leave some comments in the video. want to know what kind of projects you're working on. And, Patrick, as I mentioned, I'm off having you on the show. Big fan of your work. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you for inviting us.